Before we start today's podcast, the Truth About Aging wish to acknowledge that this episode has been recorded on the traditional lands of the Ghana people. We pay our deepest respects to Elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge the Ghana people as the custodians of the Adelaide region and that their cultural and heritage beliefs are still as important to the living Ghana people today. everyone and welcome to the Truth About Aging podcast. I'm your host, Kate Helmore. Each week we'll be unpacking your questions about the aged care sector, discussing how to age well, grow old and make informed decisions. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the podcast. So today's quick tip episode is following on From last week, we touched on all things dementia. So if you haven't yet listened to that episode, I encourage you to start there. Today, we're specifically going to be talking about signs and symptoms of dementia and how that varies or differs from normal or healthy aging. So some of the really common signs of dementia are problems with memory, particularly in remembering recent events, confusion, slight personality change, apathy or withdrawal from activities that people used to enjoy, or a loss of ability to do everyday tasks. So I wanted to walk through today what they call 10 warning signs. So this checklist is some of those common symptoms of dementia. Now, this is pulled directly from the Dementia Australia website, so I encourage you to go there if you would like to get any extra information. But essentially, it steps you through 10 common symptoms of dementia, and they suggest that if there's several on this list that you're saying yes to for yourself or for a loved one, that you should be looking to speak with a doctor just to have a consult and to have a more thorough examination of your symptoms and what that may or may not mean. So the first one on the list is recent memory that affects your job skills. So for example, it's normal to forget meetings, colleagues' names, or a business associate's telephone number, but then you might remember them later. However, a person with dementia may forget things more often and not remember them later. Number two, difficulty performing tasks. So busy people, and I know this happens to me sometimes, can be so distracted from time to time that they might leave the carrots in the microwave and forget that they even needed to serve them until you've finished your meal. However, a person with dementia might prepare a meal and not only forget to serve it, but also forget that they made it in the first place. Number three, problems with language. Normal aging or normal behavior is that everyone has trouble finding the right word sometimes. We might um and ah and really have to struggle to get the word that we want to, but either after some time or on reflection, we'd be able to find that word. However, a person with dementia may forget simple words or substitute with inappropriate words. Number four, disorientation of time and place. So it's often normal to forget what day of the week it is or your destination for a moment. However, people with dementia might become lost on their own street, not know where they are, how they got there, what season it is, or how to get back home. Number five, 
poor or decreased judgment. So dementia impacts a person's memory and concentration, which in turn impacts their judgment. So somebody might regularly drive their car around and be aware that they're starting to be slower in their reaction times or are struggling to keep up with the pace of the rest of the traffic. However, people with dementia might not have that level of judgment to be able to reflect on the fact that they may be putting themselves at risk, but also to others on the road as well. Number six, problems with abstract thinking. So managing finances is a great example because that can be difficult for anyone. However, a person with dementia may have trouble knowing what the numbers mean or even what to do with them. So often clients that I assist that are living with dementia might stop paying bills because they're just struggling to know what they even mean. They might not be able to keep on top of invoices or just have a stack of paperwork that they don't know what to do with because they're unable to really process what it means or what they're meant to do with it. Number seven, misplacing things. So anyone, again, myself included, can misplace your keys or a wallet or your phone. However, a person with dementia might start repeatedly putting things in inappropriate places. So they might be looking for their keys and realize they actually place them in the bathroom cabinet or be searching the house for their phone and find it in the fridge. Number eight, changes in mood or behavior. So everybody can become sad or moody from time to time. However, someone with dementia may have more rapid mood swings. They might be calm and laughing one second and then teary and angry the next with no apparent reason or trigger. Number nine, which is one that can be really hard for people to observe, is changes in personality. So people's personalities change as they age a little, but usually people remain the same person at heart and the same person at their core. Unfortunately for people living with dementia, they can become quite suspicious or fearful or sometimes even just apathetic or uncommunicative. This may also be sometimes they may be more disinhibited, they may be overly familiar with people or more outgoing than previously. And number 10 is a loss of initiative. So most people will get tired of housework or work activities or social obligations from time to time. However, we know it's something that we have to continue and get on with it anyway. However, a person living with dementia may become very passive and require cues to prompt them. So reminding to prepare their meals or to tidy their bathroom or to have coffee with their neighbor down the street. Things that used to be normal initiative that they would do on their own may start to require some prompting. So it does really note as well that just because you have some of these symptoms that are similar to dementia does not mean that you have dementia. I know something that I've observed as well is that particularly when the elderly are fatigued or unwell or particularly stressed, sometimes their memory and cognition can be poorer than other times. If you've had your grandchildren around all day and you've been running around after them trying to look after them and that's been way more activity than you would normally do in a day and then that night you sit down to try go through your paperwork and bills but just can't really process any of it 
that doesn't mean that you have dementia. That might just be that you're tired or that you've had a really big day. So I think it's important to look for these symptoms that occur ongoing where there's more than one of those 10 warning signs and they're happening more frequently or more intensely. And this also might be if you're observing it from someone else too. If you just see a couple of those signs or symptoms, keep track of them for a little while and see if they progress or if that was just a period of time where your loved one was feeling tired or unwell or had something else going on. So they're your top 10 signs of dementia. Now, it would be remiss of me not to include in this episode what to do if you do find you've got a number of those symptoms. So the best place to start is with your local GP. So they can do a more comprehensive assessment and if suitable, refer you on to a neurologist or a geriatrician or a psychiatrist to have a look more in depth at those symptoms that you're describing. If your loved one is a little resistant to visiting a doctor, which is not uncommon if people are either aware of their memory issues themselves and not wanting to address that, or if their behaviors have maybe changed so far that they're quite averse to visiting a doctor and just don't want to do that. It's suggested that one of the best ways around that is to perhaps find a physical reason for the visit. So it might be that they've had some headaches or that their eyesight's not as good as what it used to. And then during that visit, you can also suggest some things in there with the doctor and some of those other concerns that you've got as well. I think most importantly, though, it's really, really key to provide the individual with a lot of reassurance because it can be a really scary time particularly for individuals that are aware that their memory or cognition feels like it's slipping away from them, it can be incredibly overwhelming and really, really scary. So being calm and caring and empathetic can really help overcome someone's initial worries and fears because the reality is that people can still live really quality lives for some time with dementia. However, being able to identify it early on know what kind of dementia it is and what to expect and also having some education for the carers family and loved ones around that individual is what's required to really ensure you have the best outcomes ongoing so that's the end of our quick tip episode thank you so much for listening in if you want to find us and some more information please head over to the truth about aging on instagram You can find us at the Truth About Aging podcast on Facebook. I'll be sharing extra resources and conversation there. Thank you all for coming along as always. And I will speak to you again next week. Bye. Bye.